You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Cashman, and this is our weekly look at the Kansas City Royals. I'm joined, as I am each week, by Jeffrey Flanagan. Jeffrey, uh, all right, so first of all, i got a bone to pick with you, because now the last time I brought this up, <laughs> the inconsistency of the rotation, you corrected me, and you said, well, if you look over the last six, seven games, yada, 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 and that was all well and good, but now i got to throw it back at you, because now the Royals have dropped 10 of the last 15. Uh, starting pitchers have a 6.72 ERA in that span, and I know you talked with Ned Yost just about the, the inconsistency of this club. It's probably one of the more inconsistent clubs in baseball, and, you know, the injuries are a big part of that, and the starting pitching is a big part of that as well. Yeah, it, it's uh, – and a lot of it, it really comes out – Chris Young starts have just been so horrible, so that's going to inflate the ERA quite a bit. Sure. Uh, Ian Kennedy pitched a, a beauty last night in Toronto and, uh, you know, gave up just two runs and four hits, struck out ten. Uh, Duffy's been fantastic, but they, they have not got consistent starts out of – uh, Ventura, even you know Eddie Volk has been kind of up and down, and that fifth spot has been a disaster from the get-go. So that's got to get fixed now that we're near the uh, mid-season point. Uh, they've got to find a solution there. I don't know who it's going to be. Uh, Chris Medlin was a guy they were they were kind of grooming for that spot. He was actually pitching on the same day as, as Chris Yeung while he was re- rehabbing uh, for the last two weeks, just in case they were ready to you know bring him back. And all of a sudden he had a setback. Uh, uh, the other day, so we don't know what his future is going to be. Uh, Mike Miner is still on the shelf. He hasn't even gone on in a rehab assignment yet, so uh, internal options are few. You know, it might be a time where Dayton's probably going to have to go out and try to fix this uh, problem uh, with a trade or something like that, uh, which I know he didn't want to have to do, but uh, we're at that point now. The team is struggling, and they, they need a fix. Yeah, absolutely, and then you know, the the holes keep popping up all over uh, on the injury front, as, as you alluded to. And uh, Since we last spoke, uh, Lorenzo Cain uh, hit the DL. Wade Davis hit the DL. Um, Kendrick Morales is banged up currently. Uh, not a DL situation, but uh, obviously uh, at, a time when, when, <laughs> not yet, at a time when his bat is very hot. So uh, it's just one thing after another. But let's dig into these. Uh, uh, the Davis one, you know, it's always scary with pitchers when you hear the words forearm strain because so many times that does lead to something else. But it sounds like, you know, from everything he's saying, what the Royals are saying, um, it, it doesn't sound like a, a great deal of doom and gloom there. But uh, certainly uh, not ideal to lose uh, one of the best, if not the best, closer in the game. Yeah, absolutely, and and there is a, a scare there because it is in the forearm, but it's not in the flexor mass, which usually leads yeah. to the dreaded UCL UCL problems. But uh, I talked to him about it uh, right after he went on the DL, and, and he showed absolutely zero concern. It was he showed me where the pain was, and it's almost up near the wrist. So it's kind of a, a where he uses his uh, motion to, to throw his cutter. Uh, it's up that high on it, so uh, he had no concern about it being a long term thing or anything to do with the elbow, so he says it's popped up, you know, maybe once or twice before. This is just one time where it didn't, you know, as he called it, the the muscle didn't free up uh, like it normally does after a couple days rest, so the smart thing to do here, shut him down, let him have two weeks of rest, have him ready for the second half, and uh, get going. Uh, Lorenzo Cain uh, started hitting the ball off the tee finally uh, this week. Uh, No running exercises yet, so uh, they were talking originally that it would be, you know, right about 15 days for him. Uh, that was over a week ago. I, it seems to me it's probably going to be maybe a little bit longer than that. Um, but they can get him back uh, maybe the second, maybe the first homestand after the All Star break. Uh, 
Uh, they certainly miss his bat and they miss his uh, leadership and his, and his uh, ability to get on base and make things happen. We're seeing that now with the offense struggling. Yeah, of course, Kane's injury uh, uh, led to us seeing Kendrys Morales in the outfield, uh, which is not something you expected to see going into this year. But you <laughs> said not yet. You said not yet with regard to the DL. doesn't sound like uh, he's responding well. No, I talked to him yesterday. Actually, uh, you know, in the, in the two years I've been covering, we've never spoken a word of English other than hello. And I just kind of looked at him yesterday. He was kind of walking around pretty gingerly. And, and I said, uh, how's the back? And he, he goes, oh, day to day. I almost, you know, fell on the floor you know, that he knew that much English. And uh, and he said just it was very sore. He said that in English, too. And uh, he was moving pretty slow. And I think uh, you mentioned him playing in the outfield. Played in the outfield for five straight days. And, um you know, it doesn't take a, a doctor to figure out that there's probably a connection there. Uh, you know, not playing the outfield for eight years and then suddenly playing five straight days, uh, something's going to happen, uh, especially with a guy in his mid-30s. So uh, they're hoping that's not a long-term thing, but who knows. With this team right now, uh, with the injury bug biting them almost every other day, uh, maybe we don't see him uh, until after the All-Star break either. All these injuries have introduced us some, to some interesting characters. Whit Merrifield, Chesler Cuthbert, Brett Eibner. <laughs> and add Brooks Pounders to the list. Jeffrey, uh, from the outside, sometimes it feels like the Royals are just making these names up. It's a beauty, isn't it? Um, it's a beauty. Know, his, his father, Brad, wanted to name him Brooks Robinson Pounders uh, after his favorite <laughs> baseball player. and uh, His mom put the kibosh on that. <laughs> and, uh, well, we can go with Brooks, but we're not having Robinson as a middle name. Uh, so that got thrown out. But, uh, yeah, he gets his chance. He's the guy they, they acquired in a trade. Oh, gosh, it's been five years ago now. Uh, and he's, you know, slowly come up through the minors. Uh, I think his, his best pitch, his out pitch, is a, is a really tight, you know, 85-86 slider. The game made his debut uh, the other day. Got three strikeouts. Uh, looked pretty good. Uh, the other guys you mentioned, Cooper's been playing well. Um, you know, he's, he's hitting okay. He's playing great defensively. Eibner got a home run the other night. But let's be honest. The guys, they're not the guys they're replacing. And, and even right. with Merrifield and Paulo Orlando have come back to earth, uh, so to speak. You know, they were, you know, Paulo was hitting 350 at one point, and I think uh, Whit Merrifield was up in 340. Well, they're both now down to about, you know, 300 or a little bit under, and uh, that was expected. So uh, it's just part of the whole team right now. There's just, you know, there's not a lot of clicking going on. There's just uh, nothing seems to be working. Um, when they get good hitting, they're not getting good pitching and vice versa. And, uh, I, I do think they really miss the leadership of a guy like Mike Moustakis. Um, if you look at just the fantasy numbers and the stats, Chester Cuthbert, the gap between him and Moose probably isn't going to seem too great, but the gap in the clubhouse is tremendously big. Mm. Uh, Chester's a great guy, wonderful guy, but very, very soft-spoken. Uh, and, you know, certainly, you know, as a rookie, he's not going to be a leader like Moose is. And I just think they kind of miss that kind of chemistry that they had last year. Yeah, and for the record, Brooks Pounders, it sounds like an independent league team, the Brooks Pounders. Um, maybe they could get some inspiration there if there's a city named Brooks out there. Uh, last thing, uh, Jeffrey, let's close on a happy note. The All-Star game. Uh, yeah. Salvador Perez leaves all vote-getters. Uh, so great recognition for him for the reigning World Series MVP. Uh, Eric Hosmer, Davis, of course, so they won't be able to participate, but he was selected, as was uh, Kelvin Herrera, his replacement in the ninth inning. Um so, obviously, a nice royal representation two years running. Yeah, it wasn't quite the, the splash they had last year when they had seven guys. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, I, th- I think the, uh, the league got kind of wise to their voting methods. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but, uh, 
you know, it's, it's a great honor for Haas, too. I mean, he's very deserving, having a tremendous year. Um, I think he's got 13 homers, close to 50 RBIs already, and hitting over 300, uh, been very good with his glove. And uh, Sal, of course, uh, you know, has really established himself as, as the best catcher around. Uh, unfortunately, he also was in a, just an absolutely dreadful slump right now, but uh, I think he's won for his last 30. And uh, But, uh, you know, they're all very excited to get to the All-Star game, and uh, pretty excited, too, to get the All-Star game over with and get back to, to uh, start winning some baseball games. I said we're trying to close on a happy note here, Jeffrey. Uh, and no, I just, just blew it, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Ned had the, uh, once again, had the unenviable job of finishing off the roster. Uh, he definitely was, was bullpen-oriented again in terms of, you know, not just taking great closers, but also great setup, man. Those are guys who uh, traditionally don't get recognized in events such as this, but uh, Ned knows as well as anybody uh, the value of a, yeah, Sterling setup, man. Yeah, and he spoke about that quite a bit the last couple of days. Uh, you just went around the league with Baltimore, New York, and you know how valuable those setups, those seventh and eighth inning guys are. And, and uh, he was very determined to make sure they get recognized. Um, you know, he did that last year with Herrera, which I think surprised some people considering all the good closers that are out there. But um, Herrera has closer-like stuff, and to be honest, a lot of the other seventh and eighth inning guys he chose have closer-like stuff too. So uh, it's going to be a, a pretty good bullpen. All right, there you have it, the latest from Jeffrey Flanagan. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. It's been MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home in the office or on the go every night on every device blackout and other restrictions apply visit mlb.tv for details